What's up, everyone? Welcome to this day in Philly Sports History for October 6, 2023. I'm your host, Jim Montgomery. It is a feel-good Friday. I'm feeling good today. we got a great weekend of Philly sports on tap. My Temple Owls actually have a winnable game against Tennessee or Texas San Antonio. Michigan plays Saturday night at Minnesota under the lights. Got two huge Phillies games. Big game uh, for the Eagles out in L.A. Really like a, a kind of like a turning point game almost for them. But more on that as we go. As many of you know, too, I uh, used to be a big runner. Uh, just years and some of the uh, just the pounding it took tolls on me with injuries and been trying to battle and I would run and then this would hurt and run and then I hurt this. Uh, so kind of slacked off, gotten backed into it. I put on a few pounds, so I'm trying to lose them. But I set a goal, and this is the first week I've actually been able to do it. I walked each day for 45 minutes, uh, first thing in the morning. And I'm, I'm thinking it's a great thing, especially with a couple late Phillies games. So it's a feel-good Friday, Temple with a winning game, huge Philly sports weekend on tap. And on top of it all, the weather's breaking. It's supposed to be cooler. Maybe get out some uh, apple cider, cut up some apples and cinnamon, spike it with a little Captain Morgan's, put it in the crock pot, let it cook all day. Feeling good. It's a feel-good Friday. Before we get into this huge episode, a couple quick housekeeping ideas or housekeeping notes. But no new Back to the Future this week because of the Phillies game um, and the fact I want to re-spotlight the interview we did with Ken Avalon, uh, the president and one of the co-founders of the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame. If you have not listened to that, go back to our archives, Back to the Future with a PH. Listen to that. Great interview. Had a lot of fun talking with Ken just about the the hall of fame as well as this year's induction class uh and all of that is leading up we're going to be spotlighting uh and focusing on the philadelphia sports hall of fame on this podcast uh, and i'll do a couple things on back to the future as well regarding the hall of fame and hall of famers that uh themselves but all leading up to that induction ceremony in november uh can't wait to to go to that and just be able to just soak it all in and experience it uh should be a very, very good time. Uh, if you want more information on the Hall of Fame itself, go to phillyhall.org. Always looking for volunteers and not just monetary donations or uh, memorabilia, but like if you have a, if you're artistic and you can help them design a display or if you're good with fundraising, whatever, go check that out. They're always looking for volunteers and it's a great organization. If you want information on this year's class, or the 20 for 20, or ticket information, go to philadelphiasportshalloffame.org. It's two separate sites, but it's just two different focuses. Uh, so with all that being said, we're going to change the, the format a little bit today and start with our Hall of Fame spotlight. And I mentioned my running, and if, if you run down Kelly Drive, obviously you see all the, the rowing, uh, the Boathouse Row, the rowing houses, um, just different plaques, the statues and everything. And just one of the guys that I've always heard and didn't really know much about until this was Bill Connect, who is basically a rowing legend from Philadelphia. He is a LaSalle High School graduate, uh, lived in the Sheltonham area, just right around the corner from me. Uh, Villanova graduate. Um, and just he's a two-time national champion. Uh, he was a Canadian national champion, which I'm still, to be completely honest, I, I tried to figure this out, and I don't know how 
if you're not Canadian, you can be the Canadian national champion. Maybe that's just how big of a legend he was. Um, and then once he got into college, he was a two-time national champion in the quarter-mile singles. Uh, he won a couple championships of the Canadian the Canadian championships. Again, And I, if somebody knows more about rowing than me, let me know. Like, There's a lot of Canadian connections there. Uh, he did win an Olympic gold medal in 1964. Uh, three-time Pan Am Games gold medalist. Uh, the Connect Regatta is named... Connect Cup Regatta, sponsored by Villanova, is named in his honor. Uh, he also won a lot of awards as far as service. The uh, the John C. John J. Carlin Award and the Jack Franklin Award for referees. He also got back into it and became a judge for uh, the Olympics. So that was pretty cool. He is a member of the U.S. Rowing Team Committee, or was a member. Uh, he is a founder of the Cooper River Rowing Association, which now the Cooper River uh, is sort of being transitioned into the home of the Dadville Regatta. He is an American Rowing Hall of Fame inductee from back in 1965 and just one of the best to ever do it as a rower. And again, not really um, into rowing. I would go down when I lived in Roxborough and watch some of the regattas. So that's how I know his name. But I know people who row and his name always comes up as one of the, the best to ever do it. So... Uh, Bill Connect is our two th- one of our 2023 Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame inductees for this class, the, the 20th class that they've had. And again, if you guys know more about rowing and can fill me in on the Canadian uh, National Championship aspect, uh, I'm assuming the, the Canadian Henley Championship was just one of the, the regattas they did. But being a Canadian national champion in high school, so any information you can give me on that, uh, that'd be great. But again, it just shows like Bill Connect is one of the the greatest to ever do it. Looking forward. These are the stories that I'm looking forward to hearing. Everybody knows like Bernard Hopkins story or um, Bill Giles story. Uh, And again, it's important to recognize those guys. But these are the, the people that really were exceptional athletes who don't get the recognition and their story is not out there. So I'm, I'm really anxious to listen to what his family and just what they have to say and some of the great stories about Bill Connect. So shout out to you, Bill Connect, for being a 2023 inductee into the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame. Um, and again, we're talking about the the goats of Philly and, and where they live and can't talk about the goats of Philly without talking about the goat of Philly apparel. Phillygoat.com. Go check out. They're just coming out with more shirts. Like every day, there's there's more shirts. Like it's just it, it's ridiculous. They have one now with Castellanos giving the ring finger up. Um, I, I, it's amazing, and I I can't even talk about it because. I'm sure there's more shirts now that are coming out today. So go to phillygoat.com, check it out. They have hoodies, t-shirts, hats, stickers, you name it. And it's it's going to get chilly. It might be good to get one of those Believe hoodies or a fly hoodie for the Eagles. Uh, Flyers and Sixers are getting ready to kick off. Union playoff. You name it, they got it. Go check out the GOAT of Philly Sports Apparel, phillygoat.com. Use the promo code Jim Montgomery. Be sure to enter that at checkout. For 10% off of your order, that's phillygoat.com, the goat of Philly sports apparel. 
All right, some Eagles news. And something that you usually don't hear too often, Fletcher Cox is likely to miss the game on Sunday. Uh, He's been dealing with that back injury. Apparently he had an injection, like an epidural shot basically, to help relieve some of that pain. Uh, Likely it's only going to miss one game. Uh, His first game that he missed since 2017, which was the Super Bowl season, and only his fifth game ever that he's going to miss. Um, I think one silver lining to take out of that is the last time he missed a game, the Eagles won the Super Bowl. I, you, you make your own uh, connections and inferences there. Um, also, wanted to talk more, uh, and as I found out more about the, the Bradley Roby signing, apparently there were a lot of teams interested, and he wa- he chose to come to Philly to help us win, uh, which is always good. I mean, you need the depth anyway, especially for the Eagles, but when you got a guy that's motivated to come in and, and play to help win a Super Bowl, I, I think that kind of changes things a little. It's not about the money for him. He's coming back to help win, and I think you see different focus out of guys like that. Uh, Cam Jurgens did not practice yesterday. Uh, good news, Sidney Brown still is practicing, but still limited. Um, he's still questionable for Sunday's game. Looks like Cooper Cup is going to be good to go. So having Sidney Brown out there might not be a bad thing. Luckily, we have some depth on the defensive line, so it's going to come down to the, the line to help put some pressure and, and rattle Stafford a little bit. Which it does make me nervous, and I don't want to get too much into it because I'll get more into it. But Stafford always does seem to play fairly well against the Eagles, so we'll see about that. Uh, but as we get closer to the weekend, hopefully we have better news about Cam Jurgens as well as Sidney Brown, and then we'll break down that game a little bit more as Sunday approaches. While you're at it, don't forget to check out my boys over at the Clashing Conferences podcast. Dropped a new episode, a little bit different of a format uh, because the producer was on vacation, but still a good listen. Uh, lots of trash talk and guys are just hilarious. So check them out, the Clashing Conferences podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, as well as on YouTube. Sixers news. And I guess let's start with the big story that was yesterday. And uh, and Joe is going to play for Team USA in the Olympics um, in 2024 in Paris. He does have citizenship in France as well as the Cameroon. But I guess he, he chose Team USA. Now, could there be some ulterior motives to this? Being that the Sixers are going to have a ton of cap space opening up after this season. Um, I know some of the radio stations were talking about the possibility of ulterior motives the other way where he's kind of trying to plan his next move where he's going to go. And I I really don't ever see him going anywhere. I think this is a strategic play for him to try to possibly start recruiting some some stars to come into Philly uh, because they are. They're going to have Toby's contract as well as Harden's contract off the books. So I don't know. Uh, and speaking of Harden off the books, no more drama. Like it still was uh, very smooth, good practice by all accounts, and what I was able to hear. Uh, and there is more rumors and more clarity about the Clippers trade rumors. Apparently, the Clippers really still do want James Harden on their team. Uh, the Sixers—they're looking to give the Sixers a bunch of draft picks, which I mean, I, I wouldn't it's fine get him out of here get the draft picks as well as capital but you don't want to take on those contracts um 
And then, but apparently the Sixers want the draft picks as well as Terrence Mann, which I would take. But I don't know if I would make that the deal breaker. If they can swing it for picks and somehow some minor salary, like I don't know. And the NBA cap is completely confusing compared to the NFL. But I would not be opposed to just trading him for a shit ton of draft picks. But knock on wood, things seem to be going smoothly. No drama, which is always good. Uh, Flyers beat. The Islanders 5-2 to two to wrap up their preseason last night. They now will start the regular season in Columbus on October 12th. Again, looking forward to it. These young guys are, are, are playing well. They should be dwindling down that final. They, I think they have it all except for one dude uh, or one guy. I should say that still needs to they need to figure out. So that should be taken care of by the end of this weekend. But again, I, I've never been more excited for a flyer season. Um non-playoff like just watching flyers and and seeing the improvement for them so uh looking forward to that on thursday night phillies their game times have been announced 607 saturday 607 on monday and then they will play wednesday thursday as needed um and again i I think because of this rivalry that's why they want to try to spotlight this and obviously there's the west coast game too but i mean it's a shame that this this is not a, a seven-game series, but as we get closer to Sunday, probably tomorrow, I'll talk more about this series, my predictions, break it down a little bit. But buckle up. This is going to be one hell of a, of a ride. And I'm telling you this right now, and I'll talk more about it when we preview this series. Don't let the Phillies win one game in um, Atlanta, or else it's going to be a lot like last year because they're not going back. If, they, if the Phillies can close it out here, the way that place was rocking le- this week, no way that that series is going back to Atlanta. All right, sticking with the Phillies. And this is another one of those like bizarre ones that I just I'd love to talk to you guys about. Going back to 1913. And on this day, back in 1913, the Phillies lost an exhibition game to the New York Giants 4-1. to Now, there is so much to unpack about this game. First of all, it was after the season. Uh, and the Phillies had finished that season 88 and 63, second place behind the Giants. More on that in a minute. The Philadelphia Athletics won the AL pennant that year, and it was the closest in the whole time that Philadelphia had two teams that the Phillies and A's came to playing in the World Series. I, I think the Phillies ended up finishing 13 games back of the Giants that year, so it's not like they were close, close. But in April and May, both teams were really good, and it was people were talking about it, and then the Phillies went like on a little slump. Uh, and let the Giants pass them and were never able to come back. But that was the closest that the two teams ever came to all Philly World Series. The Giants, this was on October 6th. The Giants on October 7th were scheduled to play the A's in the World Series. So this exhibition was more of a tune-up for the Giants, like a glorified scrimmage, glorified practice. But they played it under official Major League Baseball rules and like a real game. The game lasted 31 minutes. They played nine innings in 31 minutes, which technically is the fastest nine-inning Major League Baseball game ever. But since it was an exhibition, it doesn't count in the official records. Turn up your irony meters. The shortest Major League Baseball game ever occurred in 1919 between the New York Giants and the Philadelphia Phillies. It was a 51-minute game. This one counted. All right. 
Um, and part of that game was the Giants manager just kind of rotating the players at different positions. Nobody really took it serious. They were just trying to stay loose and, and whatnot, um, getting some work, things like that. Pitch, pitchers only threw like an inning or two. But still more to unpack. Legendary Olympian Jim Thorpe scored two of the Giants' four runs that day and went two for four at the plate. This is Jim Thorpe after he won the Olympic gold medal in the decathlon in 1912. More to unpack. After this game, there was a skills competition where they did three different events. I couldn't figure out what the third one was. It was a, um, a basically like a home run derby with a fungo bat. Uh, 100-yard dash, and I'm not sure what the other one. I think it had something to do with uh, like a long toss or a throw. But in the skills competition, the Phillies' Hans Lobert beat Jim Thorpe in the 100-yard dash. That Jim Thorpe who just won the decathlon in the 1912 Olympics. So that was a pretty big story in and of itself. And finally, the fungo bat competition was won by Jim Thorpe who hit the ball 404 feet. Do you have all that? Because there will be a quiz. On this day, back in 1913, the Phils lost an exhibition game 4-1 to the New York Giants, who were scheduled to play in the World Series the next day against the Philadelphia Athletics in a game that lasted only 31 minutes but doesn't count for the official record because it was an exhibition, which afterwards they had a skills competition where Olympian Jim Thorpe lost in a 100-yard race, 100-yard dash race to Hans Lobert of the Phillies, but still won the fungo bat competition. Quizzes tomorrow. Anyway, this that's just a wild story. I can never imagine anything like that happen today, especially a team playing an exhibition and then a skills competition the day before they're scheduled to play the World Series. Um, oh, yeah, and the Phillies came in second place, and it was the closest in all the years that the A's and the Phillies were together, closest they ever came to playing in the World Series. That's the that's your extra credit assignment, um, but uh, still a good time. And like I said, these are the things that I, I love about this podcast: just being able to have random facts like that just randomly pop up. But looking forward to breaking down the Phil's Brave series tomorrow. <sighs> Hopefully, no more drama from James Harden. Hopefully, we get some better news on the Eagles' injury front as we get closer to game time. Be sure to check out the GOAT of Philly Sports Apparel, Philly GOAT. For all your needs, use the promo code Jim Montgomery for 10% off of your order. Shout out to Bill Connect, rowing legend from Philadelphia, the Philadelphia area. Uh, Villanova grad, LaSalle High School grad, Sheltonham native. Just uh, an amazing dude uh, between rowing and then being uh, just an ambassador to the sport. So shout out to you and congrats on your 2023 induction. Remember, no new Back to the Future this week. Be sure to check out the interview we did a few weeks back with Ken Avalon. Support the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame all you can. It's going to be a cloudy, miserable day, but it's going to be one hell of a weekend. So Buckle up. It's a feel-good Friday. This has been This Day in Philly Sports History. I'm Jim Montgomery. Go enjoy it. And until next time, go Philly.